Extra Time with Neil Sang, Ryan Lowe and Steve Hoversall. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. And welcome along. It's five minutes past uh, five. It's a very simple show. Uh, the lads are in the studio. Um, very simple lads, Ryan Lowe and, and I think, I think we, that's we, what he we, meant. We, we don't make anything complicated whatsoever. We'll have a little look back at uh, the FA Cup action, but it won't last long. This is all about the derby this hour. And, uh, and basically, put your cards on the table. You want to know something about it or you've got a point, please tweet us at CityTalk1059. If we had any other way of you getting in touch with us, we would make that available, but we haven't. So uh, at City Talk 105.9. And maybe we should just split the hour up into who's best, Liverpool or, or Everton, who's the best <laughs> Who's the best team, well, it, and, and transfers, I don't know. Where it's going to be interesting to see who's fit as well, Steve, isn't it? Yeah, well, all right. about players who are going to be fit, you know. Should we start on the derby then? Yeah. And we'll, we'll do FA Cup a little bit later on in, in the show. Before we get to that, fixture changes just come through for Liverpool and Everton. So if you're interested in these, you might be in your car, not seen these uh, as yet. Uh, fixture changes for Liverpool, Southampton away. Uh, this is kind to the fans. 5.30 on Saturday, March the 1st. Oh, what's that scuffing noise? Is that you, Lowe? Same no, it's my, uh, Bit of mic rattle there. Uh, so that's 5.30, Saturday the 1st of March, Southampton away for Liverpool. Uh, Sunderland at home, Monday, March the 10th at 8pm. I don't mind that, you get a weekend off. Weekend off. That's all right. Uh, Manchester United away, Sunday, March the 16th, 1.30 kickoff. So there are Liverpool's fixture changes for March. Uh, sp- oh, another one, Spurs at home, Sunday, March the 30th at 4pm. And for Everton, Newcastle away, uh, move to 4pm Sunday the 9th of March and Fulham away move to 1.30pm Sunday the 30th of March. That's how the games are A few live the games there then, yeah. isn't it, for the... Uh, well, the whole of March the for Liverpool has been teams. shifted, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, which was probably to be expected. Just before we get to the Mersey derby, um, transfer stuff, because there's been some great stuff in the, in the headlines, not least uh, four-year contract for Leighton Baines, the boys predicted it. Last. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you? <laughs> Said it would happen. I think Lowy uh, nailed that one quite a few weeks ago. Say so he'll be happy. He can just get on with his fussy, well, that's can't it, he? No, he can move on with his football, you know, and he's, <laughs> he's settled and obviously future captain there, isn't he? I think, you know, he's uh, is he a um, vice captain at the minute. And look, it's his own time club, isn't it? You know, we come from Wigan there and he loves the place and everyone loves him around there. And I, I think that's a little bit of, although in a nice way, he doesn't need the, the money as such, but it's nice. He can move on with his life. His family's all sorted out now. and his, you know, He's got a nice length of contract and he can plan further ahead from there now. I, I think with top players, it's not necessarily the money thing. No. It's not, you know, the actual figure. I think it's more the recognition of, of, of your services. I think that's where players players sort of get, you know, get off on, on one or go off on one. It's, if Leighton Baines has been earning 50, 60 grand for the last, six or seven or eight years that the kid will never have you know he'll never be able to spend that money so if he's going to get a rise to 80 grand a week or whatever Everton's top money is I don't think it's actual 80 grand a week yeah. it's the fact that he's there, he becomes Everton's top paid player that's the recognition I think the players are always are always looking for uh, Roberto seems happy in the market he's sorted out Baines there he's got a striker in as well all seems cosy uh, yeah. with Everton there seems I think a little bit of discontent about Liverpool at the moment and that's probably reflected in our Twitter feed where there's a mad line that has responded uh, to some of the conversation that we heard from Ian Eyre there now Ian Eyre in the news was talking about Mohamed Salah and the fact that Liverpool had lost out to Chelsea for this player didn't Liverpool lose out on William to yeah. Chelsea as well. Absolutely. So and Mourinho on a little bit of a uh, 
<laughs> well, a little they, bit of the war path. Is he, is he frightened of Liverpool now? What's what's going on with that? You could look at it that way. You could also look at the fact that Liverpool have their targets very much in the headlines for quite a few months, don't yeah. they? I mean, Salah's mm. been more than rumoured to be a target for Liverpool. Mm. Why won't Liverpool match money that other clubs at the very top end are prepared Do you to know pay? What? I, I don't think... It, <laughs> In a way, I'd like them to, but I think they're going about the business very kindly because what you don't want to do is, you know, you're seeing it, you're there, you're there, then saying about, you know, the 35 million we pay for Andy Carroll. That is a, a big kick in the underneath for me, you know, over them years when we, we spent that money. All right, yeah, you get some money back off, off Torres and then you get, you, you know, a bargain in Suarez. But I think in Liverpool now, I think they're going to be quite careful in what they're doing. Now, yeah, they valued them at £8 million. I believe Chelsea got them for 12 so an extra £4 million. But then, you know, the wages on top of that. Liverpool are not going to go out there and try and not so much skint themselves, if you like, but you could probably probably look at the deal all in all, saying you'll know it better mm-hmm. than me. Mm-hmm. If they could have got them for £8 million and then he signed a four-year contract, contract and there was another eight million pounds that was his wages you know 16 million pounds all in and they probably thought well all in yeah fine now he's probably gone to chelsea for 12 million pounds 12 million pounds and his deal all in will probably be around about 22 million pounds or 24 million pounds that's how big of a difference it is and i think in liverpool i think they're right in in, in mm. judging these players and having their own values of these players because it is getting blown out of proportion now all these big transfer fees Mm. Yeah, for me, Steve, it's it's a funny one. I'm sort of I'm caught between two stools here. I think um, I'm, I'm a big believer in in, in prudence and and in, in doing the right thing and not being you know sort of very very hasty to spend your money. The Andy Carroll one was a classic example of just wanton waste for me. Just yeah. a pure disgraceful waste of money. But surely, if um, you're spending 35 million and it's a great player, then everyone's happy, aren't well, they? Well, well, of, well, of course it is. Basically, bad, no, bad scouting, is. isn't it? Or bad yeah, decision-making. Of course, it was poor decision-making and yeah. it was it was bad time and the kid was injured. It was January, Liverpool were going for nothing at the time, blah, 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 blah. So on, so on and so forth goes the story. But with, with the likes of Mohamed Salah, so I'm a big believer in, in, in you've got to be prudent with your finances because if if the, the, the marketplace knows you're very, very free, free spenders, well, guess what? As soon as the inquiry comes in from the free spending club, if Liverpool is one, which it isn't, but if it was, you, the, the value of the player goes up. So Liverpool are being quite quite firm and fair and saying, that's our valuation, we'll pay that, we'll pay more than fair wages, which they've got a history of as a club, away we go. So I'm, so I'm sitting on the on, on that side of things, but I also sit on the other side, and this is where I'm caught between the two stools of, if you've got 8 million quid in the, in the, in the bag for him, and, and FC Bar saying, no, we want 12... In the grand scheme of things, over a four-year contract, four million quid isn't a great amount of money because the players' wages will still be the players' wages. Mm. If he wants 80 and Liverpool want to pay 50 and they agree at 65, whatever, that's still going to be the same deal. But in terms of the transfer fee, over four years is is £20,000 a week extra on the deal going to really kill it. Plus also the other thing I'm saying, because it's not like we've offered eight and they want 25 the, you know, we've offered eight and they won 12. I'm looking at it and, and I'm thinking, surely Liverpool Football Club then would say, well, do you know what? We might take a punt. And I'm not saying either way is the right way. I'm just saying that's why I'm caught between the two. Is four million quid if they develop that player into a, into a top Champions League player and a brilliant Premier League performer? Is four million quid a lot more money to spend? Because then, when you've got, if Liverpool were going to sell one of their top players, a Suarez, a Gerrard in his heyday, whoever it's storage now, you're talking 25, 30, 40 million, 50 million pound players. 
is four million then in the grand scheme well, of things. The, the, a a stumbling is, block, do you see what it... This is what I don't get. I, I don't understand why, and, and I know FSG are sort of very um, financially astute, aren't they? They don't want to overpay four players, but actually mm. Chelsea, Manchester United, Arsenal probably go out if they want to a player, they'll pay the extra couple of million. They do that on the basis of it will earn us X amount in terms of being in the Champions, Champions League. League. Now, for Liverpool to spend an extra two million on this kid, if he is the final piece of the jigsaw to get them over the line into the Champions League, where surely the riches come back and Suarez stays, surely, surely that's what it's about, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it's is a gamble. He, but is he is he going to get into the Champions League spots? Well, surely, I, surely I've never really seen him play as such. I don't know what he's like, but but, but Louis spending you know, this money at this time of the season must that must oh, be what it's all about. We're, we're out isn't of it? shadow yeah. without. I'd like Liverpool to come in today, tomorrow, or Friday, whenever it may be, and go bang twenty million on him and twenty million on him, forty million pound, and take two decent players or quality players for mm. that type of money. Yeah. But it's whether whether they've got that money to do that, Steve, or whether they're thinking, you know what, we'll go with what we've got, we'll try and finish as high as we possibly can. And, you know, I hear Brendan Rodgers turn around saying that he's done quite well with his team now, so they might just keep going with what they've got. You know, if they carry on the performance, what they did the start of the season up until January, and they carried that on now till the end of the season, well, guess what, you finish fourth anyway. So I think it, I'm a little bit with Sangi as well, I'm on the fence a little bit, I'd like them to go out and spend it, but I don't want them spending 12 and it turned out to be £18 million on, on mm. not saying he's a dud, when you're looking at Tom Ince, it's just being um, mentioned for Liverpool there, young lads, He's going to get at defenders, he create chances, possibly score a few goals. You could probably nick him for around about £8 million all in. So there's a big difference. And he's a, he's a player who you could, I know Liverpool let him go or, or sold him to Blackpool, whatever way it worked out. You know, he's a player you could produce again. I think, you know what? Give him four or five years, Liverpool might get £20 million on him. I don't know. But something like that, they may be looking at the, you know, for, for mm-hmm. more for numbers. Because really, where, where will Salah fit in now? Well, he's a, he's another of those players that Brendan player, likes, yeah. isn't he? He's, a, he's an atypical sort yeah. of Brendan Rodgers so, style attacking. So where would he player. really fit in now, though? Um, if you've, you've got, got Perini and Asaidi out but, on loan, yeah, if you've forget. got your if you've got your best eleven out on that pitch now, where does he fit in? Well, look at Coutinho. He's going through a little dip. Maybe it's one of those, isn't it? Just a, yeah. an added bit of strength. Because if you went past Sterling, Coutinho. All of a sudden, you're at Moses, Aspas, players that yeah, have already yeah. proven this then, season that gonna, they're probably not going to cost. Is he going to want to come here and sit around on a bench and wait for that opportunity, wait for that chance? The thing is, though, sure it's either. arguably going to sit at more, more time on the bench at Chelsea, and he would dare Yeah, but they're, they're in so, Champions yeah. League. Yeah, you know but they're in Champions League, FA Cup, the league. They've got a bit yeah, more going on at the minute. That, see, that's the thing you don't yeah. know. See, let's, let's look at it harshly, Steve. If you're Mohamed Salah and his representatives, his family, and everything else. You're looking at Chelsea, Capital City, world-class lifestyle, current Champions League, probably miles more money in your wages, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> then you look at Liverpool, and it's not that. <laughs> Frankly, it's not that at yeah. the moment. So, y- 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 you, can all, you can argue and say, because going in my brain, if, 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 I'm, if I'm behind the transfer, if I'm Liverpool or, or whoever, and I'm sitting there behind this transfer, I'm thinking, I've got to do everything I can to convince this kid so who's to be convinced is it the kid because we don't know whether the kid if the kid had the exact same deals at Liverpool and Chelsea and they were both prepared to match the money that FC Bar wanted who would he choose you know I don't know Ian Eyre indicates that the player himself 
made the choice. It wasn't a financial choice. Okay. He, yeah. he says he wanted to go to Chelsea. The player wanted to go to Chelsea. So there that you go. So way. for the reasons I've said, so it was never even if Liverpool had stumped up to twelve million pounds, it was never never a go. So then I've got to revert back to the first point I made. Maybe Liverpool were really really savvy then. Maybe Liverpool had had an, had an indication from the player and his agent that that was the case. So Liverpool then in second position. Why would you then pay twelve million quid? Because I, again, history tells me I'm an, I've been an agent to play for fifteen years. The player, if he doesn't get his dream move, will then be a little bit disgruntled and he'll want a move. Now, you might argue, oh, we don't want him second best if he's coming to Liverpool, this, that and the other, but no. If the kid wants to make it in the Premier League, he's going to come motivated. So Liverpool being in second position are then going to say to FC Baal and the player, listen... We're going to pay you less wages than Chelsea. <laughs> There's our offer. We'd still love you. Uh, that was always our offer. We're not chipping you. We've always bid that. Oh, by the way, FC Ball, you want you want our money? It's still eight million quid. So maybe it was really, really savvy of Liverpool. I don't know. Yeah. Do, you, do you think the way Liverpool operate now is because they've been stung in the past? We talked about Andy Carroll or, or well, uh, yes Downing. For me. Yeah. It, yes, is, for is me. Is that why they they are as they are, or, yep. or is it just a new dawn of financial well, I think, prudence? I, mean, I think when the owners have come in, they've looked at and thought, "Hang on, what's going in here?" You know, when you're spending that type of money on it. And also, yeah. it, I think it's, yeah. you know, it's business as well in it for the owners. They don't want to just be splashing the cash out and, you know, on players who they think are not going to be their type of player. Especially, you know, the manager thinking, well, he's not really my type of player. I don't really want him. I went after offloading for £8 million. I paid £20 million from whatever it may be. I just think they're being a little bit ultra careful, me, Liverpool. And I think that's the right way to be. Until you get in the Champions League and you are allowed, well, when I say allowed, when you have got these £50 million bonuses around you and this money, you go, boom, I'll have him, I'll have him. Then you can take chances on him because you're going to need a bigger squad for Champions League football when you're just comp competing for the the league and, and, and a cup game, a, a, an FA Cup or a Carlin Cup, whatever it may be, then you haven't got all that type of money to spend. OK, a couple of your thoughts on Twitter. Robbie says uh, the transfer policy at the moment is beginning to resemble like it was during the end of uh, Rafa Benitez's reign. Um, another name is Andy, basically, on Twitter. Newcastle knew we haggled for weeks over Suarez, but still stung us for Carroll. Uh, Guinea says the 40 million Rogers has spent half of that's on loan isn't it um, come down a little bit more Matt says Ian Air says we'll never overpay for a player don't make me laugh Alan Henderson <laughs> Carroll um, plenty more who would the lads play in fullback positions for Liverpool on Tuesday we'll get on to the uh, the, the derby uh, next I did have one more point to make and that was that a few days ago Brendan Rogers said I don't need to buy any more defenders um, <laughs> but he's looking at this lad, Mohamed Salah. Now, we, we've got lots of goals in the side. Is it, is it just me, or do we not need a defender? <laughs> of, I, of, of sorts, I, a full-back, yeah, a centre-half? I, I think a left-back and even one or two centre-halves, if, if, if it's, you know, the rumour is correct that Agger's going to go, um, or is, you know, he's, he's not highly fancied by the people at Liverpool, then then you're going to need a couple of centre-halves, because I still, uh, you know, as much as Martin Scales a try, I still see flaws in his game. I think if you look across, and, and here's the thing for me, Steve, I, I, and again, this, it's only my opinion. You look at Martin Skirtle and you and you rate him against centre halves at, at you know lower teams. Y you'd argue that there's other centre other centre backs in the division better than him. You know, so you look at that what, left back. I think left back's been a problem. I think Enrique, when he's fit, is the is the best left back at the football club at the moment. Um, 
uh, we could also argue John Flanagan when he's fit is 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 a better performer at left back than 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 Jose Enrique given Flano's last few performances as well. But there's no out and out left back there. Um, there's nobody of any real quality to push it on. And I think if you're going to go and try and get in the Champions League, I feel you can't have any weak links in your in your in your first eleven. You might not have a, an unbelievable squad, but I think your first 11, 12, 13, 14 players have got to be top draw. And and at left back and at centre back, I'm not sure they are at the moment at Liverpool. Would you have yeah. anyone across the back line? What, for the derby? Well, the, the, the derby, though, we'll get on to this well, in a minute. I'd play Flanagan. Well, well, I think he'll yeah. start right yeah. back. And I, th- I think it'll be Flanagan, Torre, Skirtle and Sissoko. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell Go you on. why in, in a moment or two. Uh, we'd like your thoughts on the Twitter, perhaps, on um, which young bit of talent might define this derby. John Flanagan and Romelu Lukaku had big influences at Goodison Park. Any thoughts out there? Send us on uh, Twitter at CityTalk1059. Uh, derby Talk next. This is Extra Time on CityTalk1059. Welcome back to the show. 27 minutes past uh, five o'clock. Football agent Neil Sang and Tranmere Rovers striker Ryan Lower in the studio tonight. We're going to look ahead to the derby now. Uh, not that much uh, interaction. A few of you talking about who might play across the Liverpool back line. Uh, Let me stick up for the Blues. Well, why haven't we had any Blues talk, Steve? Any uh, transfer no, we, we, talk? We are, I mean, I'm going on to that in a minute. Oh, could the Come trans- on, then. There was no transfer talk because... They've got everyone they need. Yeah, but what about transfer policy or people they might That's like to sign? It's all happy at Goodison Park. job. He just wants to get more just involved get, in it, just doesn't he? Just getting on the, uh, the side of the Blues there, you know what I mean? Uh, we've got Blues who listen, Steve, you know what I mean? I'm just saying. Blues, blues who kick on. off. Hey. <laughs> you think you're kicking me in the shins now, don't you? <laughs> uh, Lucina Traore, it's, hey. it's all great. Uh, Richie Shields says, uh, Kelly at right back, Flano at left back, Comical Alley uh, left out in the changes. Uh, have you got any thoughts on team news for tomorrow night? Let us know. Um, just to read this piece from Alan Hansen, which is in today's Daily Telegraph. Everton must break their drought at Anfield to stay in pole position for a Champions League spot. For their hopes of a top four finish to remain alive, Everton simply cannot afford to lose at Anfield, and that is why this derby is all about them. While a defeat would hurt Liverpool, they have the uh, ability to recover and push on again, but losing would see Everton drop four points off the pace, with Manchester United potentially closing to within two points of them with a win at home against Cardiff City. Everton are too good to fall away completely, but it would be a long way back. Who's saying that, Anson? This is Alan Hansen. he was a red. This is strong, isn't it? Yeah. What do we make of that, then? Well, what does it mean, this derby, for the individual sides? I, for me, it's confidence, isn't it? It's confidence to push on. Because both both clubs have been, you know, in that sort of top five, top four, five all season, haven't they? So now a win for me is just that extra little bit of confidence needed for a, for a really good running. So whoever wins it, I'm not saying the other one's out of it, but I just think the confidence factor for me is massive in football, Steve. And if you can just get that, that sort of jump on your rivals it's it's you know you're floating on air aren't you off the back of that so for me it's the confidence to go forward and, and try and do it and it's pushing a rival further back that's that that for me is the key yeah but everton have shown they can break hoodoos this season haven't definitely. they been to manchester united mm. and done it definitely and, and you know everton had a big worry to be honest with you steve um obviously they've lost a couple of players through injury which i'm not pleased that you know they've got them injuries but i'm pleased that they're coming to anfield around that time when they've hopefully got a, lot, a couple of their experienced players and the better players not in the team because you're right in saying you know Liverpool yeah you know Everton are one day going to break the voodoo at, at Anfield but just hopefully it's not tomorrow night because I think Liverpool if they, if they go out and do what they can do 
I think, you know, Liverpool could be comfortable winners. But if Everton get in Liverpool's faces and try and pass them and, you know, play the ball round the back and get into the, to the midfield and getting balls wide, especially, you know, this Traore, he's definitely, I don't care what anyone says, he's going to figure tomorrow night for a good 30 Spot minutes. On, this Traore. Just say that. Traore. He, he, he just is because... He's the know, unknown, isn't he? He's the, he's the unknown. Um you know, McGeady's another one who's unknown. You know, coming into the derby, he might, he might just get thrown right in. Um, and I am a little bit worried, to be honest, for for, for once against Everton. I've Go never on, ever tell us why. Because just, just right. because for the simple reason is, obviously where Liverpool are now, doing great for me as a Liverpool fan. Uh, Everton doing great. Obviously, all the Evertonians are loving it. Liverpool and Everton great for the city where they are. It's not gonna depend on who's going to finish fourth this game tomorrow for me because there's still plenty of big games to come but I just think Martinez is the way he is the way he likes to play football this new player he's brought in this player, no one knows about him talking about transfer business gone about in a nice quiet way called McGeady last year I told a few people he was going to sign he the other night when he came on against West Brom he tried to go inside a lot and he gave the ball away a couple of times. And I think, why isn't he outside on one of the wings getting crossing? I'll guarantee you now, tomorrow night when I go home and watch them highlights, McGee, they be going down the flank, crossing balls for, for the likes of Lukaku and this Brit Tayori. And I just think they could cause Liverpool's problem if they'd done that. But on the other hand, with Martinez being a, a magician in football and the way he is and the way he played and the way he's got Everton playing now, does he really want to go and do that? Well, for me, if, you, if you're trying to break your voodoo at Liverpool, then there's only one way to go and do it. Because I think Liverpool are poss- possibly break Everton down a little bit more in the passing philosophy because I think Everton, the way they played against West Brom, they're trying to play at the back a little bit too much and it weren't really them and they were giving the ball away sloppy and you know, obviously they end up just coming away with a point. I think Liverpool are a little bit more consistent in that department. So hopefully Liverpool can go down and break them down with the passing, passing and move and getting a few goals. But... That's my biggest fear tomorrow night is McGeady on one wing and this big tie up front. Any injury worries, Steve? No, any... any... I was just going to say, is, it, is a voodoo the same as a hoodoo? I thought, <laughs> I thought, voodoo. I thought a voodoo was... I was thinking had... a voodoo for men there. Yeah, yeah. a, a little Ryan Lowe doll. <laughs> and you, you, you might be a crew supporter. You just well, stuck, no, it's stuck letter, into Steve. him. Can we make it? It's only one letter. Something like that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> what were you going to say? No, are there any injury... Uh, injury? Well, Ross Barkley, I was hoping we could prize this out Lowy because he might pretend he doesn't know, but he probably does. Uh, is Ross Barkley going to feature... Oh, I, I think I think that could be problematic for Liverpool. Well, I don't do you know think what? they want to see Ross Barkley out. No, there. I don't either. What about we... Coleman? Is he fit? Well, I think Coleman. I think with Coleman, is it's an hamstring, isn't it? And I think if the, if if it is a small tissue injury, an hamstring, they'd be foolish to play him because he could be out for six to eight weeks. And I think the lads will probably want to play and think, oh well, if if, if it goes, it goes. But mm. I've had an hamstring injury like that, and they're not nice. Killer. You you don't want to be out for six to eight weeks, let alone you don't want to feel the pain of it when it goes. Uh, Ross Barkley, I, I think he could, you know, could pull a, pull a fast one because he's he's got a fractured toe. You know, you can take a painkiller injection, and I think he will want a painkiller injection to play at, at Anfield in a derby. And he could maybe rest the following week and be back within a week. So I think he could possibly be a surprise package, well, surprise name on the team sheet on Tuesday night. How do you, how do you win this derby? If you're, if you're Everton and you've got Romelu Lukaku and you're looking at two Liverpool centre-halves who basically don't like being bullied, Tor- Torres, you know, not playing anywhere near the levels he was at the height of his career, Skirtle doesn't like the, the physical challenge, does he? Yeah. I think that's fair enough to say. Is, is that how Roberto will think, go on? Get stuck into those two. Is that what, how he thinks he'll win the game? 
I, I don't think he'll do it like that. I don't think he'll try and play that way. I think because I watched Lukaku against West Brom and I was disappointed in him with his back to goal. Now, if I'm the two centre halves or now Brendan Rodgers, I'm saying let him have the let him mm. have the ball with the back to goal because he's not really going to trouble you. And he, he's, he's set, his sets and his touching pass back or his touch and get out wide. He's not one that's going to you know really kill you with your movement doing that. Anywhere around the box, ball at his feet, he is dangerous. So for me, I think Brendan Rodgers would be quite happy for letting him have the ball with, with his back to goal because he doesn't really threaten the defenders that way. Well, he didn't against West Brom, and I know, you know, a mate of mine who watched the game and Everton fan was saying he he can't do that role well. Mm. Now I don't know what this trial is going to be, but. So you think it's the balls from out wide that are that are basically I think that could they're going to play I, on that. I think that that could be a danger. See, early especially on, if sorry, saying, especially if Flanagan and and, um, and Kelly play two young lads, they're going to want. You look, know, it's not rocket science. They're going to be saying, get out wide, get at them, get balls in the box, and that's probably what they're going to try and do. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that absolutely. I think you know wide areas. If it's if it's Flanagan and Kelly, Martin, as I say, attack them. They've got loads of experience in wide areas, loads of pace with Morales, McGee. Yeah. He might start him again. Direction, you know, really direct, getting crosses in and all that sort of stuff. But for me, I, I, I think Lukaku. I would argue against what Lowy had said. I think they'll try and get it into his feet. He's erratic. He yeah. is against West Brom. He was poor, and yeah. I've, I mean, I've you know, I've I've had a pop of him on the show a few times. I think. Um, Football ability-wise, technical, technically, he's not the greatest player in the world, but he's an absolute animal. And I think if it's if it's lumped in the air, I don't think Lukaku for, for the size is brilliant in the air. Where I think Skirtle's good in the air. I think if Lukaku gets it on the deck and gets a chance to spin people, I think he, he'll cause problems when yeah. he's running with his pace and power. So, it, it, although he's not going to be a consistently great performer when it's into his feet, I think he's really capable of having one of them nights where he's outstanding on the ball. And I think, I, I for me, I think they'll try and do that. Whereas if, if, they, if he, they get it into him and he can't spin people and they're at Liverpool's Defenders are clued in and they keep him at arm's length and they don't let him turn. I think Everton's midfield, your Aussies and the like, uh, have got to work really, really hard, the Morales of this world, to get little angles off him so that they can get it and Aussie can thread little passes through for, for you know, sort of second, third men running and Morales can come and get it and get it off him and start running at defenders at pace as well. So, for me, I think that will be a tactic. I think if they're going to go long ball, I think this Traore comes on late on. And then they start getting success down the wings, whichever, start slinging balls and like that. So, for me, Everton are going into this derby really, really well placed, Steve. As better places they've ever been in terms of the league, the confidence, the size of the squad, the depth of the squad, their ability, the variation in the play that they can bring to the table. So, for me, Evertonians should be excited and looking forward to it. I think, as Lowy said, he's quite worried. I think the Evertonians will be going into it, relishing it, whereas, you, as Lowy yeah. said, the, the, the Reds fans might be a little bit sceptical you know about it. I'm not sceptical about it. I'm not worried that because, you know, you, you look at Liverpool's front four or front five, whatever you want to call it, you know, let's not forget that they're the best of the business at the minute. They're the best in the league. Suarez, yeah. Sturridge, Coutinho, yeah. Like, yeah, you may think he's off a little bit. and You know, so I think Martinez is going to be a little bit worried about our front players. All right, yeah, may argue the back. You may think, you know, there's there's room to get at people there. But I think, come tomorrow night, I think this where the two managers in the coin there, Sangi. 100%. Because fair play to Martinez. You know, well, I don't know him that well, but I think he'll come to Anfield and want to play and try and win, which he will, as Anson's saying in there. You know, he could fall away from Liverpool. You know, if he beat us, they go point to Edders. And I think Rodgers will be going there. Listen, we can't lose our own to a rival. 
especially Everton and I think Liverpool will be right up for it it's, well. g- so it's, it's giving the lads the right mentality yeah. you know the manager's job on yeah. the night low is give the lads the right mentality does Martinez go and say be safe or let's get at them does Rodgers say well let's try well, and keep that, the ball and well, sit in the thing, yeah. it's the mentality yeah, that the manager you know, gives Martinez, who's to say Martinez th- these injuries might well be true they, you know Jagiel he may not be fit this time may not be fit the rumours you're heard not, you know Coleman may not you, you could turn up at Anfield on, on, on Tuesday night and Martinez could have a 4-5-1 do you know what? I'm going to play for the point here. Try and do Liverpool on the counter-attack. Liverpool's wingers, push, uh, full-back, pushing on, try and counter-attack them that way. Morales in the round. You, you just never know what type of tactics he's going to go with, whether he's thinking, well, I don't want to get beat, but I want to try and win the game as well. So he can start with a point. You know, you think, well, you know, take a point. A point's not a bad point, really. He'd like three points, but I think, you know... Liverpool as well have just got to go out there. They, look, we're at home. We've got to take this to Evan. And, you know, whatever the scoreline may be, it's going to be a 3-2, 3-2 either way, a 2-2. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be an enjoyable game, trust me. What what, what about this for an injury list? Either injured or, or doubtful. Uh, Glenn Johnson, this is the two squads. Glenn Johnson, Daniel Aga, Mamadou Sarko, Jose Enrique, Lucas, Seamus Coleman, Darren Gibson, Joe Allen, uh, Brian Oviedo, um, Kone, Barkley, Distan, Pinar... Dale Feu, Alcaraz, and Quasas. It's incredible, isn't Flippin it? Huh? You've got you've got virtually a full <laughs> squad who <laughs> are out injured oh. yeah, you look by at this stage of the season. Killer yeah, that. You, you look at Everton's as a lot worse than Liverpool's because they've got. Well, I was just going to say, you, yeah, if, you, if you name you them, at them at, yeah. you, you've got what you, you know. All right, Alan hasn't really featured this much this season. Quasas out of them who'd start gone. is what you're saying. Yeah, who'd, who'd start? Who'd be in that eleven? And, and most of them, Everton's top eleven. So I think they'd be more disappointed than the players they can't pick. Yeah, I think it's Everton a bit more than yeah. Liverpool, Steve, that. Mm. A big question mark over whether Joe Allen makes it tomorrow. I asked Brendan in the uh, the press conference today. He said it was a maybe. Mamadou Sarko out for another couple of weeks, which I think is a massive blow for, for Liverpool because I think they wanted his physicality back within, within the team. So that's the injury front there. Uh, we're going to have a short break on City Talk 105.9. Extra time. Back in a second. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Welcome back, 5.44, uh, it's extra time. Just been told that uh, it isn't Neil Atkinson uh, arriving at the top of the hour with uh, All in the Game. Dave Downey is slightly late. Oh, has All well. in the Game gone pear-shaped, Steve? Cr- crisis well, <laughs> crisis <laughs> talks. That doesn't happen here, son, does no, it? Hey, five till six o'clock on a Monday. If, if the, if the tweet is in now politely, we'll stand in for ten minutes. We might stand them. in, yeah. <laughs> if, if but the Dave, Dave Downey's got to tweet a nice, like, grovelling tweet to us. <laughs> oh, it's not going to happen, he'll be in his well, car. Well, right, then we'll of, get off. <laughs> nothing is his wheel. <laughs> as, it, as it currently happens. Uh, just to continue with the Derby once more, and I want to continue with this Alan Hansen column. Now, I guess to the back end of this column, and he says, in the modern era, the prize of playing in the Champions League has become as sought after as uh, silverware, and it matters enormously to both Liverpool and Everton. The importance of qualification different for the two sides, though. From Everton's perspective, they may find it hard to hold on to the likes of Lukaku and Barry unless they finish top four. For Liverpool, playing alongside Europe's elite means everything to the club, and returning to that stage would give them the opportunity to build and ensure it becomes a regular occurrence once again. Everton's Evertonians do not want that to happen, and they have a team capable of not only denying Liverpool, but claiming the prize their neighbours so desperately want. Well, what an incentive for the Blues 
I disagree with him there, though. I don't. Th- I think. Um, I don't think Barry and Lukaku staying is dependent on Champions no, League football. No, I don't think be, because if you say, and again, this is said with the, the absolute greatest respect. Because as I said, listeners know I'm a, I'm a Rue, grew up supporting Liverpool, but played for Everton, so both are dear to me heart. And and listen, Gareth Barry hasn't gone there thinking, but I'm I'm going here to, to and I'm only staying if I get Champions League football. He's gone there expecting to finish top six or hoping to finish top six. Anything better than that's a mega bonus. If you finish between six and eight, it, it might be about right, given where their the budget is and their and the, the wages spend. So I totally disagree with Hanson there. I think Gareth Barry has found his, his love for football again. again yeah. He's found a passion. He's found a club that loves him. He's found a home. It's worked out spectacularly well for club and player. Gareth Barry, for me, stays all day, Steve. You know, Forget the wages for a second. I think Man, Man City will throw in for him, he stays. Lukaku, different ball game. He's in a different stage in his career. He's a young, hungry, up-and-coming player. He's, what is he, still 20 years of age. He's owned by one of the biggest clubs in the land, one of the richest clubs on the planet. Bit different to him. I think irrespective of whether they finish fourth or not, it's difficult to keep hold of him. I'd love to think they can, but I think it's difficult. Okay, we're going to do the game that we do every time ahead of a derby. And let's decide between the two of you, who, (laughs) who is... The best Derby eleven of mixed players. So goalkeeper, current mixed goalkeeper players. Simon Mignolet or Tim Howard. Uh, for me, Tim Howard. Mignolet's been a bit. He started off great. Uh, he's been a. He's been a bit erratic since. I think some of his decisions have been a bit, a bit iffy. Okay, so Tim Howard nailed for me. We're playing four four two here. Uh, Lowy, you. Mignolet or Howard. Don't yeah. be Lowy, no, don't be no, just I'm, be like yeah, a proper no, red like no, giving not, it all. I am gonna go for Howard at this <laughs> moment. Okay, so turn, two yeah. for that. Uh the right back of this team. Coleman. Seamus Coleman. If he's fit, but he's not fit, is he? Seamus Coleman he or was, Glenn Johnson. If he if he was for me, Coleman's one of the most exciting fullbacks in the country and will okay. turn out to be an absolute superstar in my opinion. Okay, Coleman or yeah, Glenn Johnson. Coleman. Okay. Uh, that's this. that's given on this <laughs> this season. <laughs> I'm you know, we're not fabricating. Into halves. Um, we'll start with Jaggy Elker and Distan, <laughs> and we can only obviously—that's presuming they're fit. And I've, uh, look, someone tell me if I'm wrong, or if it was Liverpool, Skirtle and Torre. Lois <laughs> <laughs> Kipper says, M- mix, mix them up if you want. No, Just tell me who's the best two. Distan and Jags again. Uh, For me. Lowy? Yep. J- Jaggy Elka definitely. No, I, I want to put Skirtle in there because oh, I, I want to put him in there with Jags. Because uh, I just think distance can so be erratic as well at times. Well, he, he can, but I think... And I, and I think... <sighs> I've got my heart there as well, to be honest with you. But... <laughs> okay, so Left-back's easy. You, you just wanted a Liverpool player within within your side, didn't you? So, um, left-hand side, Ali Sissoko or Leighton Bates? <laughs> <laughs> go on, Louie. I'll leave this go shout on, to you, son. I'm going to have to go with Baines, aren't I? <laughs> oh, are you? Okay. Um, right, Baines, here we go. Steve, what are you doing this for, mate? I, I think it's pertinent to help <laughs> it's us un- it's pertinent to help <laughs> us understand where currently the best players oh, are within, within the side. Oh, yeah, right, Louie, you're coming to his own here, look. Yeah, attack and field. <laughs> Let's go for the two central midfielders. So oh. St- Stephen Gerrard would, yeah. would obviously get into a side, and Gareth but, Gareth Barry. But, but would he Gerrard on current form? No, no. Okay, well that's fine. No. But you, you'll put him listen, in. Listen, you're, you're talking, his mate. Listen, <laughs> if you're talking historically, <laughs> yeah, current form is what you'd said. Okay, no. well that's fine. So no. Lowy's got Gerrard in his. Gareth but... Gareth Barry. Okay, Barry, and then his uh, his partner. Alongside in the midfield, uh, Jordan Henderson. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to go Coutinho. 
Coutinho, okay. Yeah. Also, oh, he's gone for a pure. If you play, yeah. If you're playing four four two and Gareth Barry's the little sitter, I'd go with Coutinho. Yeah. Right. Okay. So two in the centre. You've both gone for Coutinho out on the right hand side. <laughs> Raheem Sterling's <laughs> option. Victor Moses might come into your thinking. He might not. Um, who else have we got? Morales. Morales. Yeah. Uh, player Aussie. Morales, great player. Though, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, OK, well, give me a wing player. Ozzy obviously could play there, couldn't he? Uh, Ross Barkley hasn't actually come into your thinking there. So with you've gone 4-4-2, so you've both Well, look, I'm just trying to find 11 players well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with, um, I'm going to go with Barkley on the left, coming in on his right. Barkley on the left-hand yeah, side? Yeah, well, he both-footed, really, isn't he? Yeah. OK. <laughs> it's Pienaar face, or not? No. Okay. No, but just assume he was, because Coleman's not, is he? So okay. assume he was. So Barkley. For but I don't think PNR's been. There. I don't think PNR's been doing it for me. Okay. Um, left hand side for you. I'd probably agree with Lowy. If you're going to go four four two, I, I, I think Ross Barkley's been outstanding. So okay. So Ross Barkley places that for the derby game in particular. Few few issues. Scouser, his size and strength, his pace, he's dynamic, he's direct, he's got great ability. I'm just so, trying to find the best so, eleven yeah. at the moment. Not not if, it, if it's not just play. the derby game. Oh, it's just two okay. of the best eleven uh, as we're heading to that moment yeah. on the right hand side of the midfield. I, I, I would, I would. You nailed on Suarez and Sturridge, so you may as well stick your two up front because me and we're yeah. both going to say that. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's that's beyond reasonable doubt in my opinion. Okay, so we're just one position left here. I'd say we? again, you know, I don't see them every week, but from what I've seen, Morales is turning out to be a fantastic player. Yeah, he is an absolute fantastic then, player. You know, I, I not give Sterling a bit of a, a, a bit of stick of late, but of late he's come back into his own him, and he, he is a match winner. At this moment, in yeah. Stars. Question I'm though, Lowy, his question is, and again, take the red hat off. Who would you at? Take me red jumper off. Take that red <laughs> jumper off as well. Take who would you at if, if you could sign Morales or a Sterling? If you're no. a manager now, no. who would you sign? And, and this is for long term as well, isn't it? Oh, I think it'd term. have to be what you'd seen to date. For me, it would have to be Morales. But who would you? I'm asking. Obviously, I'm asking. Well, you. see, I, I've. Sa- do you know what? When Morales, I think it was just one of his first games in the derby at Goodison. Morales was. And, and anyway, I seen him and I thought, who's this lad? Yeah, it was, you're right. It didn't, was, he get right? Off, didn't he go off injured at half time? And he was having a world. He was having a world. I was like, yeah. who's this? And yeah, look, he, he is a, you know, he is a top player. Um, Sterling's going to be, he can be anything for me. He, you know, he, I think, and I'd like to think he's going to be a top, top player. So, I'm stuck in between the two because you've got Morales who's already made who's already done and dusted you know he's got a bit of experience behind him and he, he can do it Sterling's still up and still up and coming young player so it's one of them I, you know it's it's going again isn't it you think well do you go for G- your experience or do you go well, I'll tell you how your team's I, I, I said out. Sterling just on his current form now but you know it could easily be Morales because he's okay. current Morales form and he's been, he's been excellent as well do you know how many Everton players uh, Sangi has got in that side there well seven eight Eight of his eleven. Uh, always, I'll players. always give an honest opinion, Steve. How many Liverpool players do you think you put in your team? Two, four, five, six, six. Was there six? Was there a six there? Skirtle. Oh yeah, Skirtle, Skirtle, Sterling, Gerard, Coutinho, six. Suarez, Sturridge. Well, well, look, it's like this. We, we've talked about it before. You know, Everton's back four at this moment in time are doing excellent. You know, Liverpool's are not doing as good with the goalkeeper included. But then you, we were talking about the front five or the front. 
four, whatever way you want to call it, you look at your Gerrards and your Coutinho's and your Suarez, Suarez and Sturridge's, that they, they win your games. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? You, the, the ones you have in are the game influencers, aren't game they? Game influencers, in, yeah. in, in terms of and, deciding and, and, the... Yeah. Look yeah. at that, Barkley on one wing and Stale Normorales on the other. <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> are you excited, Sad, eh? chaps, about the game oh, tomorrow? Do you yeah, like uh, the idea of a, a derby under the well, floodlights? We've, we've got a match, haven't we? So I'm not going to be able to get the news until half time. I'll be sneaking in the toilets, I think. To, uh, I don't know. I'm, to I'm actually going to right. a game as well, but it's. I mean, it's fine. I mean, I'll be recording Tuesday it. Night, yeah, it? Tuesday night's a full fix. Should be a Sunday, well. though. Shouldn't I sang you? Yeah, the it should be. I mean, that's the thing. I know it's the games a... and all that, and the FA Cup. But you're right. It's a, you know, it should be Liverpool, Fulham Tuesday night. It should be yeah. Liverpool, Everton Saturday afternoon. Sunday. Yeah, it should be the whole world watching it live. Everyone out in this, you know, because have like a big screen on in, in, in one of the, the squares down here, Liverpool, Liverpool one, or you know, whatever it may mm. be outside the tower here. You know, it'd be a, a real good buzz, wouldn't it? Well, the weather's not up so much, but if it was on a Sunday afternoon at one thirty, brilliant. That's oh, the way it is, should be. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, we don't we don't pick the dates and the times and and the, the TV. And it's still it's still one of the most ex, you know exciting fixtures in the game, bar none, isn't it? You know, when you th- mm. when you t- talk about Merseyside derbies, the immediate thing that comes into your head is passion. Excitement, fire, all these things that that you, you grow up loving football for. Yeah. You know, it's still there. It still gets the juices flowing. And, and, and I hope Kelly Flanagan, obviously Gerard's going to start. And, and to be fair, I hope that Barkley plays in a way because you know all the scouts. I hope Hibbert plays. Well, you want? Well. That, I think you it know, needs an element of, of that, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Baines will be there. I, you know, I want the, the scouts factor in there. I want it to be a big. And you know, at the end of the game, shake hands. Here's a question for you, right? The day and whether this happens or whether it doesn't, let's pray that it doesn't. But if the derby didn't have a scouser in it. How would you feel about the derby? Would, it, still, would it feel the same well, or it not? It would, because Liverpool never, and it's still the, the club, isn't it? And you think, well, you know, it's, if you support Liverpool, it's your club, if you support Everton, it's your club. Yeah, of yeah, course, but it makes it ten times better if you've got a couple of scouts in. And I mean, I don't just want it on either side. I, I want a couple. I want, I want Kelly to play. I want Flanagan to play. I want Gerard to play. There's three straight away. Obviously, Carroll would have been there if he wouldn't have hung his boots up. You know, the likes of Everton or about Barkley. You know, I want, a, I want a young... Who's, who's Where's a, Jags from? Is he a, he's, a man, he's a manky. He's a manky. He's a Who's a young lad coming through for Everton now? I don't know. Yeah, I will even like a roster, throw him on the bench, yeah. give him a little 10 minutes or whatever. You know, whatever the game may be, whether he's winning or losing, give him a little taste of it. I don't know any young lads, scousers coming through, Sangy youngsters. I don't know whether... Everton. Get them out there. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Final say of the hour has to be about Tramir. Uh, you, you won, you beat Crew. That was a, that was a biggie, oh. wasn't it? You, you it was a biggie. We said that last week. He, so didn't, he didn't score, so he's in a goal drought at the moment. Yeah, three three games. But it's it's amazing how it's propelled you quite a few places up the, the league yeah. table, hasn't it? Well, it, it's been like that all season. We've been saying one win will take us right out the way, you know, and it took us up to 17th. I think Oldham scored the last gasp, gasp winner. We could have been 16th, which 16th sounds better than 17th. But, you know, I, I think... It's important for us now to, to to start going on a little bit of a not not so much a run. I'm not saying we're going to go and win six on the bounce or seven on the bounce because we're, we're probably not. You know we're in all suit, but you know tomorrow night you know we've got Rotherham at home. Let's get in the faces. Let's take three points off them. We'll take a point at least, and then you know you go away to MK Dons on Saturday who, who've hit a little bit of bad form and they've just sold one of the top defenders there. So you know you got to got to start believing things now, Steve. I think, and I, you know I've said it to the lads of late. You know, we've got a lot of young lads in the team. You need to start believing it. You don't want to be fighting relegations. You don't want to be down there last game of the season, going into a game thinking this is it. You know we're going down or we're staying up. You you don't want that mentality. You don't even want that in the round. So you know it's up to us now to step 
step up to the mantle a little bit and, and push on up the table and, you know, get in a decent little position where, you know, you're quite safe and you're not looking, you know, you're not looking above thinking, oh, who's this? Who are we playing next week? Who's this? You know, look down at them all and leave them leave them to a relegation battle. So It's, it's easier said tough. than done, though, isn't well, it? Well, it is easier said than done. You, you look at the teams down there, you've got Sheffield United, one of the highest budgets in the league, Bristol City, another one with the highest budget, one of the highest budgets in the league. So I can't see them going to stay there. So it's up to us to start trying to pick some points up, especially at home now. We need to make Brenton Park a bit of a fortress. And, you know, like to Saturday's game was an horrendous game, wind blowing everywhere, rain, it was balls in the air a lot of the time. But, you know, that's how you take three points. And I actually tweeted later on about it that, you know, that's how you grind three points out because it was. Tell us about the goal scorer as well. Because uh, you, you see, t- I do. I, s- I saw Tramir went one up and I thought, oh, I'll, t- I'll look, check on my Sky Sports score checker. It's, yeah. no- it's normally low that comes. But up, you know what, like, Steve? It's, look, t- t- tell us about the man who's won the game for I've, you. Um, I- I'm one of them. You know, three points is more important than just me scoring goals. You know, I've scored 15 goals this season. I'm more than happy. There was a spell where you, you didn't come in though after not scoring, Steve, wasn't it? If you remember. <laughs> <laughs> you missed for about three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I- I'll leave it out there. I'll come next week. No, he's, a young, he's a young loney, uh, isn't he? From have a week yeah, off. young Matty. Um, you know, from a corner. And as a, you know, it's, it's like anything. I, I think, you know, people always complicate corners for me. Try and do this, try and do that, just put it in the mixer. Their keeper weren't the tallest, he weren't the biggest, he was quite skinny and, you know, he nearly got blew into the nest at one point by the wind <laughs> because he was that small and, and to be fair to young Matty, he's jumped up and lobbed over the keeper but, you know, they had chances, we had half chances, you know, we could have killed the game off, young Cole Stockton had a great chance at the end and I actually not had a pop at him but I said to him, could you have gone across the keeper with your side foot and he's gone, oh, maybe, I was just a bit, and I went, well, think about it next time he goes across the keeper, it rattles the net and he, he's gone away with another goal for himself, you know, because that's what I'd have done, I'd have tried and got me shot across to keep it rather than blasting it but you know Coley's a good lad he, he works on things like that and he listens so three points is what we needed and hopefully we can take some more tomorrow night you've been down Melwood did you not ask Suarez if he could help you out with a few extra he won't me out yeah. he doesn't need to help me out Steve come on Season pro sitting here, right, lovely. I don't even know where the guys have turned up for the next hour. Um, oh yeah, Jake's sort of nodding. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you very much indeed. Thanks for extra no five minutes Steve. put in there. Uh, Ryan Lowe, Neil Sang, uh, up next, all in the game. Uh, Rob Gutman, Dave Downey is somewhere in the building. We've got your news next. This is extra time on City Talk One Hundred Five Point Nine.